Welcome back to the 551 Podcast. This is Wes Berdine. I am in a dark, beautiful basement with Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. Great to see you, man. It's been a long time. I know. It feels like... I mean, it has I, almost... I, know, I mean, I've seen you, but we've not done the yeah. podcast in like what yeah. feels like a month. Yeah. I mean, it's almost been a month. Um, we, you know, it's been like crazy month for me um, yeah i mean you got the bar with all the yeah with know, the world fifa Cup. fifa decided to yeah, screw you the, over the, and just slam you with all the soccer. yeah with literally four tournaments going on at yeah. once and um and then the the u.s game in town was the same week as pride right and like it has been crazy uh soccer um, gods we'll, we'll talk a nice little bit you. about that stuff but um alex schieferdecker may join us he was like oh yeah if you can start late then so we're starting late but who knows? He may just like randomly start uh, chiming in or something. Um, uh, but um, yeah, it, it, it has been wild with all the games from, from Minnesota United. Even though it was like a break, we had all these open, right, cup, we games. The open cup games. Uh, we, we had the U.S. Uh, men's team uh, playing uh, Guyana. Um, we had, uh, yeah, the start of the, we had most of the World Cup, Women's World Cup now. We had most of the Gold Cup now. Most of Copa America, yeah. Half of Afcon. Uh, I mean, and it's like, yeah, it's like a solar eclipse kind of. How are you right? holding up? Are you surviving? Uh, well, you roll into that is like the end of coaching season almost though. So I'm, I know my, I know my place of employment is mad at me because I still have finished my evaluations. But I just got back from um, uh, being in the Lake Superior Open Tournament. It's a yeah. the soccer tournament in Duluth, and so it's a weekend of soccer, and um, and uh, apparently nails in your tires as well too. So. Oh, brilliant! Great, yeah. I bet that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, um. <laughs> delayed, delayed, delayed my return to the to the wonderful cities by by a long shot. So we'll we'll get into all these things that we talked about, but I just want to say I, I want to ask you from the last month. What what's uh, what's the of all this soccer stuff? What's the 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 biggest thing that that stood out to you? Wow, the the or the be- best moment or something. I'm a big women's uh, World Cup fan, and I think that that deserves more of a um, what is it like a media lens or just more of a focus. So I've been watching a lot of the uh, women's World Cup because there's also really amazing stories in there that you know the men's side. The national teams on the men's side don't have to deal with, right? Or don't even think about it. Like for example, the story of Jamaica making it to yeah the, to the, the, World Cup. the volunteer coaches yeah, that exactly. they have like yeah the, the, the connection to Marley's. Uh, also, you look at Chile and how they pretty much had like no help whatsoever. They yeah. pretty much st- tore away their federation and they didn't want to have a women's and they had, and then they made it and ha- them having one of the best goalies probably. In, in the tournament, yeah, and then um, you know, same idea with Argentina, uh, you know, same thing, you know, all these South American, you know, Comebol is really messing it up, uh, not having, and there's no real support system there. So th- those those were the ones that really stood out to me how like they were able to make it and yeah. how this meant more the more to them. Um, you know, always fun watching the Matildas, yeah, Sam Kerr, a lot of a lot of players that you see that people may not see as much because people don't really. Watch the NWSL, right? And now how they have a new contract with Yahoo, and you can watch it everywhere. I mean, and then just seeing the different type of style of soccer that you can get uh, when you have clubs invest yeah. in women's sports, like it has happened in Europe, right? With the, the whole Spain team, how tactical they yeah. were. So, and, so well, well, I guess we'll talk about. But give me your best moment from the Women's World Cup, then. 
Um, and just, I, just at one that sticks out. One that sticks out to me, and I think uh, first are always my favorite. So, so um, oh geez, um, was it was it Thailand? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first goal. The first right. Okay. The first goal. I think that was, and that's another story. I think that was yeah. one of my favorite moments, just because it was, it was not only a good goal, yeah, like with a lot of good build up. But also, there's a there's a there's a huge story behind that. That I don't know if anyone remembers it back by then. But when they scored that goal, there was a lady like some sort of business suit out there, and she was crying and cheering yeah. on outside. That's the lady that pretty much employs all the players. Yeah, and so pays them. Is a she just wage. like a, a, a like a some sort of business magnate in yeah. Thailand? Yeah, and okay. she decided to go ahead and just that's what she wants. And she, yeah. so she provides them housing, she provides them work, and she provides them training. So. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so that's like that, that's yeah. that's you know yeah. That's that's you know the stories that you get from from the women's World Cup and you know, and of course the men don't have to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're, they're trying to fight who sponsors, who sponsors. Well, except for Venezuela, maybe. But yeah, you know. yeah. I'll say for me, um, you know, there's been a lot of great moments, but having the night before party for the U.S. men's national team. Yes, I saw game that. At, at at the at Black Heart was pretty awesome. Uh, in that you know. Um, Bruce McGuire and I had been talking about it for ages of putting together this party and you know Bruce and like five others of us created a, a playlist that no one could hear because it was just way too loud but it was and it was like mixed from like it would go from whatever I picked out of like oh some British sea power and then like it'd go from J- to Jim Oliver's like just rage metal or whatever the hell you call it <laughs> Um, uh, uh, but, yeah, taint, but taint metal, I think is the, well, um, but yeah, and it was great. And then Greg Berhalter was in my bar. We had this amazingly awkward interaction in like our back. Um, you've seen the back little like kitchen gallery yeah, yeah, area yeah, yeah. that's like hot and like messy and they were trying to keep them back there. But not but, grimy. Like, it's not grimy. It's no, no, no. It's very clean. <laughs> uh, but they were trying to keep them back there, but like. Um, we didn't know when he'd show up, so we didn't know when we could throw him in. Was there like a Cri- knock on the back door that someone? Yeah, had to well, do? no. Uh, we had we had someone kind of uh, Becky Rothmeyer is a longtime Dark Cloud. She was running the show for me, so doing a lot of the coordination of the guests. And um, so he's there, but he's in the parking lot doing a meeting, I think, or something like that. <laughs> not, not, like not, conferences not kind of most of, of the market. meetings that happen in the parking lot. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and, and Chris Lindholm, you know, our, our, our esteemed host for the night is like, he knows that we might be, uh, you know, might need to throw him in sometime. And we wanted to throw him in before Stu Holden and John Strong. Right. Right. And, um, and he gets there, but the, he, you know, it's, he's finishing up Alan Merrick. And then I go in there while he's introducing John Strong and I'm in his ear. I'm like, uh, Burhalter's here. We're gonna go to Burhalter. We're gonna. And then he went straight. He was already halfway through, so he just went to John Strong and Stu Holden. And so now Greg Burhalter's finally in the bar, and they've started. And then we're like, so it was just. This is just a stupid story to say. Then it's, it's, I had to figure out what to do with chaos. him. So I put him in our cocktail lounge, which U.S. Soccer didn't want me to do because they didn't want anyone to see. And that, but I was like, he's not gonna stay for fifteen minutes in this heated room in this area. Just go back there. It's basically all just like regulars back there. Only like two people knew who he was back there. So um, and then I saw apparently, the video of that. and that then someone tried creative. to take an awkward like a covert picture of him, but their flash was on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a crazy night. It was really fun. I tried to get audio from it for a podcast. Obviously, everyone who was there, like the room is not. I have not quite set it up for that. I mean, it's set up for drag right or dancing and so there's things i need to do to set up now 
um, to rethink how it how it will work because it was just everyone was talking loud, and then you've got Greg Berhalter or like Tony Sane mumbling into a microphone five inches from their face, mm-hmm. and so like the only two you could really hear were John Strong and Stu Holden because they know how to like project their voices onto a microphone properly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a night. It was a great night. It was so so much fun to see people out. It was really a bummer that um, our friend Bruce couldn't be there. Uh, his mom was sick and in the hospital. And uh, and so it was a bummer. He did all this work to get people out. And, you know, all of us owe so much to him uh, in the world of Minnesota soccer. And so, um, but his mom's doing better, which is cool. And, uh, and he did get come to the game. But long preamble to say, let's do some big quarters and then talk about all these tournaments. Let's do it. So this week, we are sponsored by our friends. We're back. They're back. Podiumware.com. Rodrigo, they're near and dear to both of our hearts, but particularly to my heart this month. Your black heart? To my black heart. Oh. Um, did you did you see the announcement today? Yes, I saw the announcement. I saw the picture, and be- and of of the uh, of the jersey. Yeah, and I and all honestly, like make the UPS joke. Yeah, I no. I, I, what, what can Brown do for you? Yeah, what can, what can Blackheart do? Yeah, for yeah. You, can, right. So so uh, so um, basically, uh, Blackheart and Podiumware have have uh, uh, combined. Where um, Podiumware is making us a jersey de- designed by our friends from Fists of the North Star, um, uh, Alec, and. Um, uh, it, it, you know, so, basically. So talk about the design. Then, what's the number? Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, the the design was we went through a couple things where there were. Um, Alex is, is an awesome graphic designer, and um, and what's funny is we went with Rob and with Podiumware to kind of work through these designs, and I had a few ideas. One of them was. I think brown is a totally underutilized color in in soccer. I think it's a great. I love 1970s retro. Yeah, I love clothes. brown too. Brown and uh, FC St. Pauli, and um, and so we, we kind of went with that and uh, went with a couple like I really love the German kit design, and so we went through a couple that didn't. We didn't end up going with. I showed you those designs, but um, and then I, I, this I was one, a big fan this one was basically like, back, yeah. let's put let's put the rainbow on here, right? Let let's just do the let's do the 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 gay soccer thing right here. So we've got these jerseys that um, Podiumware is uh, selling through um, podiumware.com slash Blackheart. There's a store there. You can buy it. Um, they will uh, deliver at the end of August to us. And basically, working with them is like, uh, you know, you you've worked with them with Blackheart or with Blackhawks. <laughs> Hello, all the all, um, uh, and, and it's like they are they've taken this design and then they sent me the um, fabric sample with the with the jersey oh, on yes, it. Yes, that's and awesome. You look at it, so it's like a little tiny jersey, so it like could fit your cat or something like that. Um, and then we uh, we kind of go over like, do these colors work? Is this working out the way you want? And now we've got a storefront, so people can go pre-order this. This will be the only time it's for sale. How long is it pre-order for? Uh, just for the month of July. So okay. it started today. You can go to podiumware.com/slash/blackheart and buy it. And um, 
We're also going to give a few away. So we will raffle one off at um, the Montreal away game this weekend, this Saturday. Um, So you're going to have like... um like they're all being delivered to you at the at the bar. They will. So everyone. Because I, yeah, I just yeah. keep thinking it would be an amazing thing to have them delivered to you, and then yes. everybody gets to wear them the, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So they will be delivered at the end of August. They'll be delivered to the bar. People can pick them up then, That's awesome. and we'll have them for the rest of the season to be picked up. And um, what I love, I love many things about Podium Wear. We'll talk about it. We'll give um, some away every week. Um, what I love about working with them is getting to, you know. A, a mile and a half away from where I live and from where I work, these guys are taking this design, creating the storefront, taking the orders, creating everything in-house, all the fabric, the sewing, and whatever, and then it's going to be delivered over to us. And it's all happening. Right. It's all and, local and, and, and working with these I people. Mean, I mean, and these so. jerseys are going to last for like long, long, yes. long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's what I'm excited about. And, 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 yeah. and then, I mean... Who does not like a brown jersey? I mean, now I want one, and hopefully, someone out there will get me one. I mean, yeah. my wife already. At, when I mention it, she's like, "Are you saying you want one?" No. Are you lying? Yes, I'm lying. <laughs> I am lying. I told her I was lying. I want one, but um, hopefully, you know, uh, you will like it as well. I'm sure you've seen the the tweets, you've seen the Instagram posts. Uh, the store's open. Yeah. Go get yourself one. Yeah. Uh, Eric's not here to do the beat, but I'll do it, and you can do. Podiumware.com. 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 All right, quick on the Mingo. You reminded me, Rodrigo, during the uh, the uh, when I turned it off. I got to talk about going full Mingo before that weekend. That whole weekend was like just crazy because this has been like your whole like whole month. Yeah, been crazy. Yeah. Um, because there's also been so many people coming into town that I want to see and kind of host and take to restaurants and stuff. Um, and so this guy, Faisal, and I, who we used to produce Howler Magazine's podcast together, but I've never met. And he's like 10 years younger than me. And it's really funny because like he's 10 years younger than me and it very much shows. Um, Wait, the, you guys been like, doing the podcast I, how long ago? <laughs> like like three three years ago. Okay, I'm so like an old man and he's this like young, energetic kid. But we went out to Madison to see... Uh, forward Madison, and I will. I just have to tell everyone, you literally have to do this trip. This stadium it fits like five thousand people, maybe, but basically four thousand people. It's an old baseball stadium. They've decked it out so well, considering the fact that they just are, started as a team six months ago. Right. I mean, they put turf in there, right? Uh, no, it's. Uh, I think it's grass. Is it grass? Ooh, I don't know. But like, well, in you slid of- on the dang thing. It's grass. I okay. Think. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would remember. Yeah. Um. And and like the the crowd is great. What Peter Wilt knows how to do is just create great great culture. Um. They've got this uh, great team store that's kind of underneath the bleachers. It was like six months ago. It was just water was dripping down. It was just a crap hole. They fixed it up, painted it, and it just looks like a skate shop. Basically, you know, it's nice. all all cement and like, um. Yeah, I, I, and it was su- super great because uh, Neil Lavity, former uh, midfielder for uh, Minnesota Stars, uh, Connor Tobin, former center back for Minnesota Stars and United, um, they're there, and so I got to see them, and they gave us a tour, and uh, yeah, it's it was just it is literally so much fun, and then afterwards, 
they go to uh, a bar called the Essen House, the players and the fans, and the, the players have the team as a deal where the players get like five boots of beer and like dinner from the bar and they obviously bring all these people to them and uh and uh they actually have real food or just like yeah it's like uh yeah it's like it's like a german food you know there's like a there's a roasted chicken and like brats and things like that dang um it's great and it was so much fun to you know um ford Ford madison has players do that per game not per practice Per game, per game, yeah, after the game. So uh, um, Connor Tobin, for those who, who, who knew him, he and Neil were both just two of the angriest men I've ever met. <laughs> but um, Connor uh, is captain of this team now, and they've been bad. And it's a lot, it's, it's tough, because it's like, you've got some veterans, but you've got some young kids, and the veterans are like not used to being like the leaders of the team. Right. So they win this game, I think, three to one. They gave up a goal late on, and I had mentioned before during the tour i was like hey I, I saw this one guy play i won't i will not give fully the details of this conversation but i was like I saw this one guy playing for you he looks pretty good and connor this is before the game connor's like yeah really 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 great feet you know blah 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 but um but does not does not work for 90 minutes and uh does not have a tactical eye for the game and that needs to go, get better. I'm like, oh, okay, anyway. So the end of the game happens, and the players all come by and say hi to the fans uh, and, and uh, sh- shake their hands, give them high fives, and Connor stops to me. He goes, hey, you see your boy out there? He gave up, you know, blah, blah, blah. You come in as a substitute, and you and he was angry. At oh, you. my God. No, yeah, just to me, your boy. Yeah, like, yeah, it's and like, then, it's you like know, Ibsen. They, it's just like Ibsen, gave, right? They gave up a goal. We gave up a goal, and it was from That's a free kick, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, and then apparently he goes to the locker room, and he reams out the team for like two minutes. And then at the at the bar, watching him uh, kind of preside in a way, like the players when they would all say goodbye, they'd you know he'd be like, "Oh yeah," and, and he was just so serious and intense and angry about the game, even though they freaking won Three and broke won, this right? like long uh, goal scoring drought. I think we and, found your your next guy. Oh man, just, this it is was, your next guy. I don't know who it is, but this yeah. is your next guy. So every time something happens wrong, we we're like, "How's your guy doing?" I won't say it, but but no, that's that's great, you know. But but I I want the the re, the when you were able to get on the field and do that competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have these big, um, big like they would be. You would put them in a pool or in a lake because like five people, six people can fit in them. Big flamingos, fl- floatable, uh, like a floatable, yeah, flamingos, and they do these races. And Jeff Reuter happened to be out there, um, and so. Jeff, Faisal, me, and a, uh, w- one of the T&E guys um, was there. I'm totally blanking on his name. I'm really sorry. I think it's Barry or something like that. Um, and then another guy we didn't know. Going up against Neil Lavity's dad and, like, Connor Tobin's dad and, like, a couple random people. And um, we had this plan. They had, like, three more people than us. We, they had this plan. Uh, we the, where we'd cut them off and uh, and then you know uh, our Faisal was the one in the in the boat and uh, so you you race them from halfway to eighteen yard line and then they get out and they're supposed to shoot it's supposed to be the person in the boat who shoots which they did not the other team did not do when I reviewed the material <laughs> um, but basically we're running and we're not as fast as them and Jeff Ruder like. At like 25 yards out, sees this and just lets go of the flamingo and just runs toward the goal. (laughs) 
And so the other team shoot. They, the other team, their guy throws it to another one of their uh, runners, and he shoots. Uh, Jeff Luis Suarez is it off the the line, blocks it, and then he, our guy, our he's, guy, he's, he's a goalie though. He plays goal, right, Jeff? Or no? I think so. Yeah, you're right. And then so that's like an, a, a perfect place for him to be sh- in. Exactly. And so our guy Faisal tries to get out uh, while this is going on. Face plants in the in the turf, <laughs> gets up and then scores and then like we all just and freak out the, and just slide in and to celebrate you, like you we do the, won, you do the soccer we, celebratory yeah, slide. We won the World Cup. Oh my god, it was the greatest thing. Neil Lavity's dad was so pissed at me at the bar afterwards. He <laughs> could not let it go. It was it was great. And and the the he was saying I'll you say, guys cheated. You guys yeah. Cheated. Oh yeah yeah. And I will say the 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 forward Madison people with you know between Peter and Cuba they're um. Uh, uh, social media guy and everyone was so cool in giving us a tour and uh, it was awesome. I loved it so much. So All right, mingle, 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 minute up. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta move now. Now we've like just we're killing. Well, whatever. This will be a long <laughs> podcast, guys. You haven't heard us in a while. <laughs> Women's World Cup. Uh, the U.S. are on a roll. It's been uh, you know a little sputter start. People very worried about the only beating Spain two to one. Um, but they beat France handily, two to nothing. I was behind the bar, so I literally saw nothing. Um, but give me your give me your thoughts on the U.S. in the the World World Cup. Well, again, we score a a goal within the first ten minutes, and that, of course, it was a set piece, right? And and who else to take it than uh, your favorite president and our favorite elected president? The only the only president the only yeah. president we 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 honor and yeah. <laughs> the only one democratically elected. So. <laughs> um, our president Megan Rapinoe just yeah. takes a takes a, a low uh, set piece, going supposedly going into the ball, be able to get into some bodies and hopefully rebound or something, and it just goes through everybody. Yeah, and it goes right in, and we're up one nothing. Like literally, I think it was the eighth minute. I maybe want to say sure could have been, but it was it was just you know I was in Duluth in this place called Lucky Thirteen Pub. There I rented like. Like all the soccer families that we were going with, uh, with uh, Gold Talisman and K Giselle's team, uh, we like we were all met up there. Oh, cool! Because we had to get we had we had to be there early. Um, so we were watching the game, and it was it was like we were like all cheering, and we were there. And I mean, it was, it was probably you know it was it was, it at at times it was messy, but at times it was also you know they were trying to play to play it wide, and I just you know everyone kept saying that Alex was not. Um, playing up to par and people have been saying that ever since that first uh after that first thailand game but i i think two of the things is uh you know um she's just she's just setting up their the playmakers up nicely and i think that's that's been her you know how we complain about angelo just being the hold up guy you know well 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 alex is kind of like you know uh doing um similar work but actually being more successful at that yeah (laughs) at that and so so I think that you know the the goal that they scored that France scored a, 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 a set piece again was you know to the header of uh, of uh, Renard and you knew it was it, it, you knew it was going to happen that's yeah. what they were going to look for and it was beautiful yeah. I mean you couldn't do anything about that right I mean yeah. she's she's probably like two feet taller than anybody yeah. else yeah she's so it's like, she's great so it's like so like but then my favorite you know was just that that counter pass you know that pass that. Uh, that um, Alex had to break the last line of defense and give that through ball to Tobin, and Tobin just kind of crosses it across. Her body pretty much died all the way across, and the ball just goes, goes across the goal. And who we always talked about 
making that back post run, the second post run. And who makes the second post run? Your president. Yep. And so then we're up tuna. And I think after that, you know, it, it was it was not a strong showing from um, Les Omer and all the other the, the French players, but I think it was you know, I think it was a it was a it was a fair result. The better team actually won on the field. And yeah. We, and could you have said that in the Spain game? Yes, maybe. You know, that that, that was yeah, I think a more uh, I think it was tactical. a cagey game against Spain, but I didn't. But they, it was they had, I mean, like, and they had like four chances that on a normal day would have been put in. You know, like hit the post, barely missed the, the that late run. I I I thought like. I, I don't know. The hand-wringing about 2-1, uh, I thought was a little overblown. I mean, I, I think to me, the, the most the most important thing is that, you know, you, A, are trying to keep your players healthy, and, and B, you won, yeah. right? I mean, right. that's that's the thing, is that you're here to win, and then whether it yeah. be ugly or whether it be not, right. you, you move on. No so one's going to remember the round of 16 game if they win the World Cup. Right, right. right. So, um, I mean, so this next game is, uh, is, is that's probably going to be a toughie, and I think it's... Yeah, so we've got England, uh, um, who have beaten their last two teams three um, nothing. Uh, they they play tomorrow, so Tuesday at two p.m. So you're all listening to this probably on Tuesday or like Thursday, and you're like, "This is old news." But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It was really fun for the Friday game because it was two p.m. So everyone was like, "We're just taking early Half weekend." Day, yeah. I, I think I think we'll have a good crowd again, um, even though it's a Tuesday. It would be better if it was that Wednesday, just like. Just lead up, but we will also have the Germany Sweden game 2 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, which will also be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Sweden obviously uh, surprised everyone beating the Netherlands, um, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of bummed about because Netherlands were so much fun to watch. They were, they were. Um, I mean, but but Sweden just was just took their opportunities and their chances and were able to capitalize. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know. Haiti and Canada, right? Yep. So um, let's talk about a couple of those others. Um, uh, before we get to Gold Cup and Haiti and Canada, AFCON, the um, African uh, Cup, is going on. I, I, I honestly have not. That's like the, the least interesting thing to me. But our boy, Roman, and Madagascar are in their first AFCON ever. And... They got their first win ever, and they followed that up with their second win ever against um, Nigeria. So the 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 team Nigeria should have easily again uh, um, uh, against. Well, they were, they were get, the heavily favored in this game. So. Yeah, and they were heavily favored to win this group, but Madagascar go on to win the group, and rather than meeting another one of the you know Ivory Coast or I forget who they would have met, now they're going on and they'll either face um, Congo or. South Africa and South Africa are not the South Africa of days of yore. They they've been struggling, and so, so that's that's July seventh at eleven a.m. No, per, no, perfect timing. None of these games are televised, right? No, they are. They're on BN. Okay. So um, if they keep going, I don't have BN because it literally costs fifty bucks a month. I know it sucks so bad. And it's to just be able like to get that. Uh, it's not. We don't show it enough to for me to like waste that money at the bar but if it starts if it gets a bit going and probably for the final i will i'll i'll pony up for that and just pay it for a month and 
you know, uh, yeah. hopefully well, let's, we'll let's, get let's, let's hope the, our, the five our, people out that will make it uh, pay for itself. But let's hope our right back makes it all the way to the finals. Yeah, yeah. And so, so awesome for Madagascar. Let's talk about Copa America, which is another one that I've had no time to follow at all. Um, but uh, your boys, Peru, are in the semifinals against Chile. That's Wednesday. So obviously, you're going to skip Minnesota United and the Gold Cup. You're going to watch that. Um, but that is Peru versus Chile, the Pisco Derby. Yes, it's the Pisco Derby, yeah. as, 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 we, as you would like to call it. It's also called La Guerra del Pacifico, the Pacific War. Yeah, uh, because, so. I mean, more than just your Pisco, you actually have, like, you we know, have beef, international right? enmity. Yes, yes. We don't like each other for that tournament. When no. was that war? Huh? Oh, no. gosh. Is, uh, Sorry to dredge up. Yeah, it was uh, 1800s, I want to say. Okay, yeah, so, so it's still fresh. Yeah. yeah. No, let's put it this way. There was a beautiful, beautiful ship, battleship that took, you know, these little little ship that took a bunch of big Chilean ships. Uh, they they took it and they used it, used it as a museum right, literally right across from the border of, of, of Chile and Peru. So that's that's their token that, you know, they turned the Huascar into a museum. So Chile turned the Huascar? Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. So they took your battleship and they turned it into a museum? Yep, pretty much. The fuckers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so there's a bunch of different other things, but no, it's like it's the Copa America. At least in, uh, if if anyone whenever wants to wants to see what what a, what a crazy uh, crazy uh, uh, Slack channel looks like, that is uh, totally what our Slack channel at the Minnesota Football Show looks like. Yeah, we were all just discussing everything, and of course, you know, Chile, Uruguay, Brazil, Peru. I mean, there were it, it was all the talk of town. Whatever was going on, and I was. I wasn't as confident when it came down to um, after watching our first game because we we should have should have beat Venezuela. We specifically went a man down in the last 10, 15 minutes and it wasn't possible. Uh, I mean, and then the result that we got against uh, against Bolivia was was a much better result. It was much better click. But you know, uh, Bolivia is now like pretty much the 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 lower team team. So like if the U.S. Should get more scrimmages against Bolivia yeah. and not Venezuela because Venezuela are a tough team nowadays. I mean, they have you know they have Rondon, they have Atlanta boy. So so Argentina and Brazil are the other. That's Tuesday night, seven thirty. Yep. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you this question, then I'm going to call up Alex Schieferdecker because he's ready. Woo-hoo! Um, but uh, has have Argentina actually been good? Have Brazil been good? I Brazil's mean, been amazing. Yeah. That's probably something Eric will chime in uh, later on if you, anyone wants to ask him. But they are playing much better without Neymar than okay. they have been. I mean, they they beat Brazil. They beat Peru 5 nothing. Yeah. And that was just a disaster. I mean, that game in itself was just like, it was like uh, back to the Nessie games when we, you know, like had a, had a, how, how many own goals we could. Yeah, we could blaming it on that. the jelly. Yep. Pretty much, we had a, we had an episode like that, and I think what what came down to um, mattering is is just that uh, I think Brazil is probably the top favorite. Uh, I mean, Colombia's out. That was uh, that was my pick, and that that was out. But Argentina could actually win. Something. Could actually could but actually it'd be do best something. If they just right, lost right, to Peru right. In the and final. Then, you know, you know, Chile is probably uh, as advertised, uh, my, probably the one of the most. Uh, Hated teams in South America uh, for many reasons. Is Gary Medell still playing for them? I don't think so. Oh man, I, he's probably like seventy now. Yeah, but he's, just, he's, he's like he'd my be much quintessential better. Chilean player of like just gonna. Just well, I mean, I mean, like, like, I, and I'll admit to this: I was a fan of Bamban Samorano, and I was a fan of 
Salas and I was a fan of Medal, but that just this generation. I mean, I like Alexis Sanchez, but this generation in the and just the whole story to the World Cup and how they won't get off your lawn. Not only that, but just you know some of the some of the arrogance and some of the things that have been happening with with, with them. They're not. I don't think they're they're, they're the most favorite team, but they are a tough team to play. You sound like the English press right now. Anyways, the quarterfinals: Brazil and Paraguay. They went to penalty kicks, right? And then Brazil ended up winning that. That was crazy. And then Argentina beat Venezuela two nothing. And then Colombia well, left. Well, the, Chile. the entire quarterfinals was zero zeros. Well, yeah, except pretty for, much. Except the only two goals were scored by Argentina, Argentina right? In I the mean, everything was. And then, and then here's you know when and I heard Chile won, I was like, oh great, here we go. And then we're playing Uruguay, right? And I'm in Duluth, and I just come back from coaching a game, and my team was going to do something else, and I was, I had to choose between the loyalty to my team and the loyalty to my to my nationality squad, and I went back to the hotel, and I and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of the the, the Peru Uruguay game. I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the hotel didn't have it, and so so I started streaming it on my. On my yeah. phone, on like Facebook, on no, no, it was uh, it was on ESPN Plus, the whole Cup America. Oh ESPN yeah, yeah. Plus. So it is on that, yeah. And so then I started watching it, and then there's a video out there surfacing on the uh, on the social media of of when uh, my wife was lovely enough not to tell me that she was recording me as I was as I was watching the penalty kicks. Oh no, on I my phone, this. I missed this. <laughs> it's on my leg, so you can see like there's a little nightstand, and my phone's like kind of propped up to it, and I'm just standing hunched over looking at it, and I'm yelling and celebrating every goal. And then on the last one, I kind of go crazy, and then the, and because um, it was just you know because I was paying attention. And also, where I can I wife. find this? Huh? Where can I find this? Um, Facebook or yeah, it's on Facebook. Okay, I think right. it is. If, okay, uh, I'll, I'll I will track it down. Um, let's uh, let's uh, take a break and uh, figure out how we can get Alex Schieferdecker on the show. Hey, we're back on the 55-1 podcast uh, because we've got Alex Schieferdecker on the phone. Hey, man. Uh, welcome back. Um, it's great to hear you. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Uh, glad to be on the show. Uh, perfect. Great. Um, so we've uh, we've already hit most of the international stuff. We want to hit Gold Cup really quick before we go on to Minnesota United. Um, I did not watch the Curacao game. Because uh, I was just so tired, I could not. You have better things to do. I just, I well, I'm, I'm also my family's finally back, so I, now I like. You're no longer a bachelor. Now I now I have to like actually see f- humans and stuff. Um, uh, but I, I I mean I guess I don't really want to. Other people, other podcasts can do the U.S. men's national team way better. Um, Haiti and Curacao are obviously the standouts of this tournament. Yep. Um, you know, Haiti um, topped the the group with Costa Rica and then went on to beat um, uh, to beat Canada after being down two nothing. Curacao got a win over Honduras. That was their only win, and then they get out and you know they had a a, a pretty good game against the U.S. Um, I think you- my favorite part so far was when. Uh- Honduras and El Salvador were like walloping each other, and every goal that Honduras was scoring, um, the um, the Curacao, the the, the 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 TV would would pan over to the crowd, yeah, and there'd be like these guys just jumping up and down, taking off their shirts, throwing up the popcorn out everywhere, and I was like, 
who are these guys and why are they so happy, right? And it ended up being that's the Curacao team oh, <laughs> celebrating they, every goal because they knew that if uh, Honduras won, like both of these teams would be eliminated yeah. and they would go on to the next round. So that was probably like one of the funniest trolls I've seen that live on, the, well, on TV. I, so. I, I'm the uh, so the the uh, Mexico. My favorite so far was the Mexico Costa Rica game uh, because. You know, the, the Minnesota United game was at three that day. I had, like, been at the bar since, like, eight and gone home, took a nap, took a shower, came back for the game. After the game, went home, took a shower, came back later with some friends. And then there's this game, and, like, oh, my God, Costa Rica might do it. And then the fifth in, goes to PKs, right? Two to two. The fifth PK taker. Francisco Calvo. Francisco Calvo. And I, I was. I there was, were two guys I had never met there in Minnesota United jerseys, and we we were like now best friends or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is it, guys. If he if he loses, I'll hate him even more. But if he if if he scores, uh, I'll have to you know. They ended up lo- he scored. He he nailed his. They ended up losing. Mexico scrapes by after having scraped by three to two against Martinique. Uh, it's been a weird gold cup. It's been a it's been a really strange gold cup, but it's just I think overall is you know Mexico created enough chances to be able to win, but I just they just weren't able to put it in their way. So you win, you go right. But funny story is we were we were able to co- coerce the person at the hotel to let us use what they what it is the main TV to turn yeah. it on to to the game. Yeah, and uh, we're not supposed to have the sound on. Yeah. And we convince convince the person to turn the sound on. Right, and so like a crowd started gathering, and the reason she did it is because she's rooting for Costa Rica because she lived in Costa Rica for a couple of years. Okay, right? great. So like we're all sitting there, and like all the soccer moms outside are having their soccer mom time and yeah. drinking and all that stuff. And we're all in there just watching the game, and we're watching it, and we get to the PKs, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're like. Wait, Francisco Cabo's taking the last one. Yeah. And then everybody looks at each other and we're like, Wow. <laughs> what serendipity is this? <laughs> well, what serendipity oh. is this or irony or whatever you want to call it. That if he makes it, you know, like it's it, it could send them to the next, or like if he misses, it yeah. totally validates the fact that we booted yeah. this guy yeah. out. Yeah. So uh Sheaf, any uh, any gold cup uh, uh observations or, or, or feelings? Well, I'm bummed that Curacao are out because they're basically the Dutch team in this tournament. Um, but of course, they you know they had to lose to the United States. Uh, I I think I, I guess I kind of do think that Curacao and Haiti are a little bit different, in part because Curacao has is part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands. It still has that like pretty direct pipeline to the Dutch system, whereas Haiti Haiti's development as a national team. Is a little bit more homegrown. That doesn't take anything away from the, the Curacao team, but but the Haiti Haiti, I think, I, I guess I view the Haitian team right now as really a good indication that Concacaf is actually making some good moves because Haiti have gotten better over the years because of their engagement in Concacaf. I remember I saw them play uh, in the in uh, a couple Gold Cups ago in in Kansas City. Um, and they've really improved since, and they're getting better. They're, they're like, a, they're pretty legit. I mean, I think they'd be in the hex right now, right? If, if, if it had, to, if it came to that. So it's exciting to see them succeed, even if it's a bummer to see Canada capitulate in the last couple 
last couple of minutes of that game. Yeah, yeah, that Canada game. Yeah, my dad. My I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, he, he was like, that was the one game that I was. He was watching, and I was like, he was yeah. impressed, and he was like, how how did that happen? I was like, oh, that's that's football, that's soccer. You have to be able to. But I mean, I I I, I really. You know, this Gold Cup has been really strange. It feels like, like preseason type of thing, where like people. No are, one seems seems to be ready, going. right? It's yeah. like oh, it seems like the first first four or five games are all friendlies, right? And so now, now the U.S. has Jamaica on a Wednesday night. You know, the last time they were in the Gold Cup, they lost to Jamaica. Um, the game starts at eight, I believe. So I'm gonna race back after the Minnesota United game and catch the last half at, at Blackheart. Um, so, uh, I, I want to move on though to, to Minnesota United FC stuff and, uh, and we'll take a little break here, uh, and, uh, do the big quarters thing and, and then come back and do that. Okay, back on the 55-1 podcast. I'm Wes. I'm with Rodrigo and Alex. Uh, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, I've, I've missed you both. Uh, Welcome Eric back. Welcome and, back. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> um, we've missed a lot, right? There were two Open Cup games. We Coming into this long break, um, part of the reason we took the, the sanity break where um, Eric, uh, Rodrigo, and I, and uh, Issa Watch went to see if John Wick... Um, was because like that's right. You that's know, where let, I started. Let's right. Not, oh my gosh. Let's just not record a, a podcast <laughs> so we can watch John Wick. Um, and we it was well worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. But um, then, so we were we have three losses I think straight going into that, and then we play Kansas City in the Open Cup. Usually it's a bloodbath, right? We yeah. st- we started thirty uh, um, fourth stringers. Uh, Kansas City started most of their full first team. We won five to one. We go on the next week. We go to Houston, Four. where last year, you know, and this was the the um, uh, the loss that we took the, yeah. the Dylan Walpers yeah. uh, uh, derby, derby. Um, which uh, on the same day, on the same day, yeah. And I thought about flying down again, but um, I had kind of a blow up with my uh, mom last time I flew down, and then I got angry, drunk, and missed my flight the next day. So it's ah. not a good memory for me that trip. <laughs> But um, so uh, so I did not go down for that. Uh, last year we lost in PKs in the rain, and uh, oh no, we missed a PK late. Sorry, an extra time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this year we won three to two after being down two uh, nothing, and, and then Quintero hot, comes back hot, with hot two. Um, uh, Mason Toy gets his first goal uh, for Minnesota United, and then we come into this week we have our first uh, um, league game back. And it's against FC Cincinnati, and, and they're starting like whoever they can find outside the street. Yeah, yeah, they they are very uh, very hurt. But this is a game I had seen. Um, uh, I, I had seen uh, Dr. Bill McGuire at an event uh, a couple days before. No, the day before, and we were both talking about how this is a game that it's one of those games where you think you should win and you're going to lose, right? Like San Jose, Colorado. And just like both of us were like afraid, like, you know, this is a game absolutely we should win seven to one, but we probably will lose three, you know, something like that. Well, yeah, this is one of the games where I said, if we lose to Cincinnati, then it's time to start saying, well, you'd think. But 
Here's what happened. We won seven to one. And it was uh, such a blast. It was like the LAFC win last year where it was just, uh, I mean, what can you do other than be just jubilant in the stands? There was the point in the game where we, uh, well, we'll talk about Bohemian Rhapsody in the, in the Twitter questions. Um, so we can talk about the Cincinnati game, but I've got a question for the two of you. Maybe Alex, I'll go to you because Rodrigo in here, I, uh, we're, we're just jamming. Um, where did the goal scoring come from? Because we had a, a goal scoring drought, and then all of a sudden we've scored um, in three games fifteen goals. So, what the hell is going on? Well, I think a, a big part of the story is that the teams that we're playing are bad. Um, I mean, before in that three game losing streak going into the the break, we played Atlanta, who are good. We played Philadelphia, who are maybe very good. And we played Colorado at altitude. And Colorado also are on a hot streak, yeah. including beating LAFC. They're only four the points day. behind us. <laughs> so. I know, uh, which is uh, alarming. Um, you know, so uh, those are teams that are playing really well. And Minnesota United this entire year have basically shown themselves, for the most part, uh, to be better than the bad teams, um, but worse than the good teams. And uh, this this string of of, um, of Open Cup games that follow this string of three losses, and then and then this game against Cincinnati to cap it off, have been against a, a poor team or teams in a slump. Houston have been playing really poorly lately, and we beat them. Sporting Kansas City are bottom of the West somehow. I don't. And then their defense is not good, which is a huge surprise yeah. given their history. They, they were demoralized then, in that game. Uh, de- oh, li- yeah. Very much like Cincinnati, right? Like two right. teams I mean, it, at the lowest point, and we just took advantage know, of did them dirty. You know, yeah. Cincinnati's, as, as Rodrigo said, like Cincinnati were like pulling people from the stands to play for them. I mean, their, their bench was full of players whose names I'm pretty sure were just sort of automatically generated, you know, <laughs> like uh, Tommy McCabe. I've never heard of Tommy McCabe. I don't know how Forrest Lasso is. Corbin Bone, I think, was on their USL team. But these are like made-up names, right? Justin Hoyt, who's who's uh, you know a defender for them, right. apparently. Like it's like, it's like you know, it's just didn't get the, the license, so you know, sort the of generic. Just sort of like um, base. You know, like you create a player in FIFA, and it like gives you this name. Like, <laughs> no, what's worse is that because they're a franchise, they 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 basically all these players were um just the generic version. They were just like the uh, the 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 Walmart version of yeah, the, of the yeah. players, like the six the sixty attribute on FIFA. That's what they yeah. Were. Well, part of it part was of Terry Henry was playing. <laughs> yeah, part of Target's uh, partnership with MLS is to provide generic versions of de- MLS defenders for teams in need. And I mean, so, so, you know, you, when you score seven goals, obviously something's going right for you, but we also got lucky because the Cincinnati were bad and they started off okay. And then they got punched in the face and then they had no response for it and got demoralized pretty quick. Um, so going, going back to, to, to this, you, I mean, the 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 clicking of the the attack you're saying is uh i mean are you are you just saying like we can't read anything to this because like we were just playing shit defenses 
I think we could read something into it. I mean, I, I think that the, we, we have seen a, a quick shift from playing better defenses to playing crappy defenses. I do think that there's something to just the confidence of playing, you know, and, and playing good games and, and winning games, and that probably breeds more of that. I think that you have everyone who's sort of healthy, who had, you know, a week off, which was probably much needed. Um, I think that Angelo Rodriguez, the whole offense sort of has been very reliant on, on basically whether he's playing yeah. in the box or whether he's trying to Come deeper. be this uh, fulcrum in the, in the field. And, and, and half, thankfully, he's, he stopped trying to be the fulcrum again, and now he's just pressing defense and, and playing in the box, and that's giving more space to Quintero. Um, I think that, the, you know, there's a lot of these little things. You know, we, we shouldn't forget that guys like Kevin Molino and Ethan Finley are coming off basically an entire year off. Yeah. So they're still finding their feet. I think there are a lot of things coming, coming into place, but I, I guess I'd caution anyone who's like, we're, you know, everything's fixed. We've, we've got it all figured out. You know, we're going to play San Jose this week. San Jose are a little weird because of how they defend, but that's a hot team. And it might be that we don't score against them or we score one goal or, or it's back to the same sort of, Finishing difficulties. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've got San Jose and then Mon- Montreal, who are third in the East. So we, we've got now two pretty good tests, and, and we've been talking about all season how you know certainly we're, we're not tremendously better because we're still only five points off the bottom, right? <clears throat> yeah, and um, it, it, I think that's partially because the West is just so crazy this year. Weird. Um, but we have passed a few big tests, and and I do I always want to acknowledge that like. We're going to go up and down on this podcast of how we're feeling because of obviously you're always thinking about the last game. But, you know, one thing I will say then maybe to, 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 to respond, and, and maybe Rodrigo, you can, you can talk to me about this if, if you're on Alex's kind of like very like tamped down. But like Angelo and, Rod, and uh, Rodrigo, Angelo and uh, Darwin are working well together suddenly. And I've said this on the podcast before the break. You can see the few times I was saying, like, hey, there was this time Angelo went wide. He made this diagonal run. He didn't stay central and try to get in between the center backs. He moved, and he moved the center backs. And the first goal in that Sporting KC game uh, was absolutely, it was uh, Angel, Angelo, or no, no, it was, the, it was a goal in uh, the Houston game. Angelo making space for Darwin to move in and score. And then in this game, we had, it was probably, let me look at my notes, which goal this was. It was the, um, um, oh, it was the the fourth goal right before the half uh, where uh, Darwin makes a counter run straight at the goal, brings all the defenders to him. Angelo is on his left, makes a diagonal run, and it was... Keystone cops defending. So this, they were terrible. You are absolutely right, Alex. But the he runs it was like past the worst it's offside line I think I've ever seen. Sorry, it was like the worst offside line I think I've ever seen. Yes, and and it was like because it was two on four, and he just makes a, a diagonal run. But he makes a diagonal run. He um, uh, Darwin passes it off to him, and then Angelo has time to do like basically a K turn in the box, right? Because he's now running away from goal, and then he's like beep. Beep in his like little um rascal, right? He's like beep 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 beep, beep. and then he scores. That's, that is a sound of, of he had a great yeah. hit. 
That was a great shot. Yeah, it was a great shot, and it was. But it was it, that kind of movement is like you're. Ma- that's where like uh, I think I heard someone yell at me at some point during the game. I think it was after that goal. Someone yelled. I don't know where they were, but they were like, "Wes, is Angelo starting to uh, starting to change your mind? or something like that?" It was just, and it was like, "Who who's yelling at me right now?" Right, like, but um, yeah, that's the but kind of stuff that, that is with the captain. Yeah. That, that's kind of uh, changing my my thoughts about Angelo. Like, right, like the the booted up to the big guy thing. Okay, he can't really shoot. He shoots directly into a defender. But like, if he can move, if he can only shoot when there's like ten yards in front of him and nobody's. Nobody's, nobody's, you know. I mean, uh, he can either. shoot, but there's just usually a guy right yeah, next. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, but well, you can't create the space to shoot. Rodrigo, what, what's what? What's the what the take here on on the attack? It, are you are you going to go positive, <laughs> or are you with with Alex here on the kind of like oh, tamp it down? Well, I mean, I, I think it's wet it's always it's always uh, it's always good <laughs> when your offensive players and specifically your playmakers that you're going to rely on are getting touches and they're getting good quality touches. Uh, right, whether that's uh, uh, you know, and so I think I think I think the Open Cup has um, has 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 benefited Quintero and and Angelo uh, as well as Dotson to be able to uh, get good touches and good quality minutes and get more comfortable in the aspect of you know getting that confidence back that Alex talked about. But do I think do I think um, you know it, who the teams that we've been playing? Uh, have put up a a good a good defensive effort. Uh, no, I mean like I I had said from the beginning if we can't lose, if we lose to Cincinnati or we don't win against Cincinnati, then that just shows you where we are at as a team. Yeah. And so Cincinnati didn't put their best foot forward at all. And I think um, I think I know I know Issa Watch was extremely frustrated when 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 Darwin still holds on to the ball too long. He had that one magnificent run that he what he take from like half field, yeah. and he dribbled to like four or five people, and then he danced around and tried to, to try to get a shot off himself. And uh, we had somebody on the left and somebody on the right, wide open and yeah. onside, yeah. and he opted not to pass that ball. Right? He also he also missed that goal from like five yards out. I think was, I think it was Chase's on the case who got who got the ball right yes, in there. Chase is on the case. Um, so uh, that game, uh, you know, people were raving about Gregush. Uh, he did have the gentleman's hat trick, as the team would like us to call it. Um, uh, two of them were from free kicks, and uh, both of them were not from the corner. One was a, cor- a free kick toward the corner, the first one, that Opara nuts it into the net. Just like, just... Sh- I guess, or, or you could just call it a schlonging. He just schlonged it into the net, and then uh, and then later um, they take a corner. The ball comes back out, gets to him, and then he puts it back in again. Aikopara this time with the other head puts it into the net. <laughs> oh my god! How, how long have you been waiting to use that? One? <laughs> oh no, that just that just comes to me. I don't, I don't, I can't plan that out. Oh god! <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I'm glad I stayed up late to record this podcast. Uh, um, <laughs> so. Uh, and then he, and then uh, I'm blanking on the other one that he got the. Um, uh, oh, he he uh, laid on. He pressures the ball. He takes it off the defender, passes it to Toy, and Toy gets his first uh, um, MLS goal with a, a fantastic finish. Um, 
He also passed it to Dotson. That was his third assist. He didn't get an assist on the first one. Oh. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay. So he had three assists plus yes. a shot that was deflected. Yeah. He, he laid, yeah, he laid it. it off for Dotson, and then Dotson made that. That was the second goal. Dotson made that 30-yard run with no pressure and then shot from 25 yards out. A spectacular. I think that was a 45-yard, 50-yard the, the, run. The curve on that goal was spectacular. Yeah, what, there's no pressure whatsoever. I mean, those um, are... That's the type of defense I'm used to seeing us doing. Yeah, the 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 defending was bad, but the goalkeeping was was just appalling in that game. Spencer Ritchie was so bad. Was that his like second MLS start ever? I think I'm looking. No, at, I went up to been... his Wikipedia page, and it looks like he had one start for uh, Whitecaps, and now this is looks like his second start for FC Cincinnati. No, um, I think he's been starting for most of the season. Has he? Okay, maybe this. The, maybe his Wikipedia page is out of date. I, Let's look at I obviously way. don't watch them much because they're terrible. Um, yeah, fifteenth, fifteenth start. For oh, season. okay. So yeah, wow. Hopefully his last because uh, no, I won't be mean. Um, so uh, one thing about this game is that um, uh, they made about three minutes before they made the change of bringing in Molino and Toy. I said very loudly, they should bring in Molino and Toy right now because this team coming into the second half, we were flagging. We didn't. We, we were up four to one, uh, and because we gave up a goal when Jan Gregush saw his guy just walk in front of him, Ledesma walk in front of him and score a goal and did nothing. Manone should have saved it. Manone should have saved it, sure, but like, and you know, Dotson is nutmegged, but Gregush literally is standing there. The guy's in front of him. He runs. Right. I mean, we became complacent at that yeah. point. And so it's Manone's fault. But and then what happens? Heath does the substitution I'm thinking of, and I, I was like, this is actually really weird for me. This is kind of creepy. Because um, you liked it. Because I liked it, and it was right, and it worked because you and needed it felt new blood. Good. And both of them scored, and so good. Yeah, it did feel good. So, yeah, I don't know what, what else do you want to say about this game, Alex? I mean, I know we can't read too much into can it, we, but can we talk about Chase? Yeah, sure. Alex, Chase and Dotson. You need to talk about both of them. Chase and Dotson were very good, and Toy looks really good. Like, so I mean, Toy had a moment where he could have passed it to Molino for like an automatic goal, and he didn't. But after that happened. He a his goal was really well taken, although again benefiting from some very dodgy goalkeeping. Uh, and then I thought his his what he did on the final goal was brilliant. I mean, he recognizing that he was offside to let the ball go through to Finley, then to receive the ball back from Finley, just hesitate enough to pull the defense into him and wait for Molino to make his run and then get it right across for easy goal. I mean, that whole sequence was fantastic. And I just, I, I was really impressed with him. And he's got four goals in the last three games. Obviously, one of them was a friend, or two of them were in the friendly against Madison. But after not seeing any end product from him for a long time, suddenly he scored a lot of goals in a very short period of time. And I think he's really impressive. I mean, I... You know, I've, I've made no mistake over the past year of wanting to see more from Angelo and, and wanting to see more movement and just not thinking that the way he is 
sort of been told to play is working out for us, and I would, I think that there's an opportunity for Toy. Uh, I'm not going to say he's, he should be starting, you know, uh, on Wednesday, but uh, I think that there's he's going to continue to get minutes, and there's an opportunity for him to work his way into this team. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's I think outscored Don Lottie at this point. Yeah, and this, this season, I mean, then, I mean, certainly, yeah, Dinlati should be the one sent to Madison at this point, right? Like, if he can stay healthy, yeah. Well, at least he'll be in Madison. He can go to the Peruvian Bistro and get healthy over there. Yeah, that's uh, where I want to go. But um, no, but I, I, I agree. I mean, I think the level of maturity for Young Toy. We remember his very first game, and then he getting a yellow. And then he just became a little bit more of like a... Well, that first game he got uh, an assist. Right. And shushed everyone. And I really tried to make the librarian stuck, stick. And like none of you picked it up. <laughs> no, assholes. no one's going to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but, uh, so, and then, but then he gets a red card when, when uh, Christian's injured, et cetera. Dunlady's injured. He has a chance last year. And he gets a red card. And he gets card. a red card. And so I think the level of maturity, and I think in, in someone interviewed him and asked him, he's like, I've been beginning to understand being more patient. And I, and I think Alex pointed out perfectly. My favorite moment of all the goals was probably um, the one where he recognized with, you know, where Quintero laid a through ball. And, of course, the defense did not want to run for the ball. But he, he, he knew he was the person offside, and he was able to yep. make Just that stops, last decision. Raises yeah, his raises his hand. He's yep. like, I'm not touching it. Yep. You know, I'm not touching it. And then lets it play on. And then once he just knows that he can touch the ball, plays it off to Molino. I think that was my... My favorite play of the whole game. Like I'm, I'm sure everyone's gonna be uh, Dotson. The only thing I, I, I wanna, I want someone to, from the Minnesota soccer community and media to, to ask Dotson is, what is the, what is his affiliation to Doomtree? Because he threw up the Doomtree three, the Doomtree uh, signal when he scored. So uh, people say it's a loon signal, but for as long as I've, I've known it, that's been a Doomtree signal. So that's. Uh, a- I mean, that's what he said. So <laughs> he said it was a loon. Yeah, he said he did like a bird for a loon. Oh. I, I mean, sorry to disappoint. I, I, I want to ask you about death, death so, loon banger. So let's let's just focus real quick on on Gasper and Dotson. Gasper comes in the left back, Dotson at the right. Um, you have to imagine that when Roman comes back, Dotson's going to be moved back to the left. But now, I, I guess we see that Eric Miller is like now it is Gasper and Dotson who are the, the who are the backups here. We also can assume that the team is going to sign the left back, right? Um, uh, um, well, you hope they do. But um, but what 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 did you see from from Gasper? I guess and and Dotson because Dotson also in these Open Cup games played midfield. But what what do you what do you guys see from them? I I like Chase uh, as where he's playing at. I think he's physical. I think he's he's also he's he's making you know he's making some rookie mistakes, but he's also making. Uh, making some good plays, right? And I think his crosses into the box are, are decent, but uh, I also think that, you know, he, he's also a work in progress. But I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, and I'm actually impressed that, that Heath is actually letting some of the young young guys play. You know, like, how long have I been calling and probably Alex Finally, been calling? right. Oh, right? yeah. No one's calling called for, for more than Alex, so. Yeah, so to play to play the youth <laughs> to be able to do that, and I think Dotson and, and, and Chaser are making him change his mind that that's probably what he needs to do. I think Dotson, I, I personally like to see Dotson play more in the midfield because I feel that um, he could be at least a relief for a, a Gregorish when he decides to be complacent or um, hopefully find another way to um but I think if he does, if, what that creates is it creates uh, an opportunity for Dotson to play up, and then just maybe uh, Chulu to take a much lesser lesser role 
than he already has, and so he'll be able to see. Dotson was was spectacular in the midfield, particularly against. Well, he played, I think, in the midfield against Casey and Houston, right? Am I am I remembering that right? Or I think so. Um, but uh, and and my impression is that he seems like an eight. He does not seem like a, or at least he's not a six in the Aussie way, right? This no, kind he's, of, this he's not a six. Cerebral, you know. Well, we also haven't role. seen him have this sort of distributed from the back kind yeah. of approach that you see with a guy like Bradley or uh, Will Trapp or that kind of type and, player. But he, he seems like he's got a good eye for passing the ball forward. Maybe not as like a killer pass, right? Like, um, but but as a as a, I guess what we're looking for Gregus to do, right? Gregus is not no, the Azi Alonso is the perfect, the perfect guy for Dotson. You think to, so? Yeah, because Ozzy Alonso is not a sh- a sort of deep lying shielding number six. He he's a he's a sort of seek and destroy type number six, and I, I think that. He his passing ability is what makes him so great. I mean, his defense he's fine as a defender, but his ability to keep the ball, never lose the ball, and make smart passes, including the occasional aggressive, risky pass, is what makes him such an incredible midfielder. And I think that he is the perfect guy for Dotson to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, learn from yes, but I think if I, at this point I don't think I would put him in. Would you put him in to replace? Uh, Ozzy at the moment, like if you had a yeah, you would okay. That's interesting. Yep, I put him in to replace either of them, like because okay. he just needs the minutes in midfield. But I think that if you, if you were to tell me that he stays with the club for the next decade, okay, I would say that he right. he does so as an Ozzy Alonso type. So let player. me put this scenario to you: um, Metnier comes back, we sign a good starting left back, Luisa Vincula. Um, what? Well, we'll just sign someone who's foreign, and they'll play no matter what. Yeah, happens. yeah, exactly. I think he'll watch. But let me let, let's imagine it's a, it's a good left back, right? And so you obviously have seen everyone has seen uh, what Dotson can do, and they want him. They they see some sort of future there. Uh, wh- where what would you do with him? Does he become a? All right, we use Ozzy for sixty to seventy minutes. Dotson comes in, or is he? We want to every once in a while, you know, push for push him in Gregush's spot next to Ozzy. Maybe he'll start a couple games there, or or if they do the three man midfield, it's uh, it's Dotson, Shul, uh, Dotson, Gregush, and, and Ozzy. What, Alex, what, what do you what do you think could could happen there? To me, I think the approach is to use because we have is to use Dotson as, as Alonzo's replacement. Okay, for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and. You know, we, we, we're going to have some schedule congestion coming. I mean, we already have it right now. We're playing midweek and then we're playing on the weekend yeah, and then another it. midweek and so I on. I'm going to be at the bar and, for yeah. all these. So, uh, you know, I, I think that obviously for the, for the, the friendlies, you know, you don't, you're not going to send Alonzo out there, but I think that Ozzy Alonzo, as competitive as he is, probably knows that occasional rest is good for him. Uh, you know, I hope, I hope he has that perspective. Um, he's definitely done that with, with training this year. The Loons have had, held him out of training occasionally, uh, just to give him some rest. And I think you could, if you trust Dotson enough to play that role, I think you can pick and choose your moments where you send Dotson out there for 60 minutes, yeah. you know, or, or 90 minutes to take 
time off of Ozzy Alonso's legs. Uh, that that's how I would use him if if both fullback spots are spoken. Yeah. Um. So I want to want to move on. Um. Because we've got uh. Well, we got Twitter questions in one. Point. Yeah, yeah. San Jose <laughs> coming up on Wednesday, which is a big test. Montreal is an away game, six thirty to eight thirty. Um, obviously, we'll have it uh, both of those at the Black Art. I, I sh- should mention. Uh, I should should have mentioned this earlier. We were talking about uh, Copa America, w- Women's World Cup, Gold Cup, uh, July seventh, this Sunday, ten a.m. Women's World Cup, three p.m. Copa America final, eight p.m. Gold Cup final. We will have them all. It will be a long day, and like we've got beer for people to drink what, or Caparinas. Pisco. If if Brazil is in it, I wasn't able to do it for the um, Brazil Peru because I've been so crazy. God, I would have. If I, Brazil I, yeah. is in the final, or you know, I will even try to figure out how to make. I'll I can do some pisco sours if Peru make the final. No, let's just do like I'll make the chilcanos. How about that? Well, we can do those. Uh, but I'll I'll try to think of something. It's going to be a, a amazing day. I basically have been like, sorry, honey and kids, I'm going to be at the bar all day. Um, so yeah, those those are coming up. Let's take a break. We've got Twitter questions. So back on the fifty five one podcast, uh, we are here for Twitter questions. But I want to say podiumwear.com slash blackheart. They've got the jerseys and uh go please go check them out. It is also it's like time for um now is when all the um uh, uh like youth teams are starting to plan out their um uh kits for the next year or 13 years however however they do it talk to your director of soccer and be like where do we get this why do we get it from Nike why don't we look at these this St Paul uh uh organization and like buy it through them uh or whatever like but please check out podium wear support them and uh let's do some twitter questions um, Twitter questions. Corey Shreppel says, "What goal celebration songs will give us more moments like Bohemian Rhapsody from this weekend?" Uh, did you guys experience this, Alex? Did you see it, Rodrigo? Were you? Were it you was there? great on television. Have you Have you seen the video? Yes. Yeah, the video yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was, it was great live, thing. but it also it was fantastic on yeah, TV. It was fantastic on TV, and it was most fantastic. There's a video floating on social media of Issa Watch oh. singing along oh. to Bohemian Rhapsody. While watching the game in Duluth, so. so it it you know it happened weirdly where um it's a it's a uh a hydration break and they put it on and uh, Eric Jerky tweeted so it seems like uh this was a it Bill was McGuire planned, idea yeah. oh. where he had he the, where he basically had seen this video of a some uh, Glastonbury con uh, um uh, concert where like they started playing it on the stage before between bands or something and then the whole crowd is just singing along um i know that like i know that they're very interested in figuring out what songs they can like program with um well i mean they already know baby shark right i mean that's just no yeah, baby it shark. should be Psycho Killer, but whatever. I actually, hey guys, I took my headphones off because I've literally never heard the song. So fuck you. I have two four-year-olds. I've never heard the song. I'm gonna live in this bunker for the rest of my life. But um, but the song it was great. Uh, it was so much fun. There was also a couple songs later in that game where, um, the crowd was so amped. 
and like the drum stopped, the song was supposed to stop, and everyone kept going, and it was just magic, right? Like we were winning at that point five one or something. It was so much fun that game. What goal celebration songs will give us more moments? I don't know. I love uh, Psycho Killer because I think it's a hilarious song. I still wish that every game would start with um, uh, what is the song from Willy Wonka? If you want to see paradise. Yeah, anyway. I took off my headphones because I've never heard that song in my life before. See, the reason why Bohemian Rhapsody is so good is because so many people know it. It's such a sing-along song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think anyone knows... Willy Wonka song still. Well, no, this is less for a sing-along. But I will say, I did do Tiny Dancer while bartending uh, in the back. And uh, it was pretty goddamn good. Um, See, I think the kind of song that could get the the same Bohemian Rhapsody response from the majority of the crowd is YMCA. No! Shut the fuck up, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Dr. McGuire, this is a song that has... Get the fuck off this podcast. Everybody knows why I'm... Oh, we should do the electric slide in the the stands. Why not? Oh, my God. All right, next question. Why not? Why do you want to know about about Let's Go Loons? This is the Baby Shark tune. I mean, that was one of the highlights. Just let people have fun with. Steven... Oh, yeah, I'm not having... Oh, whatever. Steven Nelson says... uh, so after reading the article on MLS all-budget team, this is from uh, Paul Tenorio at The Athletic, yeah, I, I can't that. help but thinking about last year's Super Draft where we traded down and took Toy and Omsberg over Chris Mueller. I know it's early, but how would you assess that move? Um, how would M- Mueller fit in M- MNUFC? Um, for, uh, he has four goals and three assists this year. Obviously, he's doing fantastically. Uh, yeah, what do you, do you guys, what do you think? Don't mind it at all. I think Toy is a higher ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. both uh, Chase, Chase and... Uh, no, uh, Wyatt. Oh, Wyatt, Wyatt yeah. Almsberg, Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah, Toy has but, a bigger ceiling. I oh, think Almsberg did, did get some uh, minutes during this Open Cup and did, yeah, did and really so, well. Like, I yeah. think he's, he's... Chris Mueller is also over two years older than... He's like three years older than Toy. Yeah. I, so, Alex, can I tell you something that, that will make you feel good? When I when I saw um, Connor Tobin, uh, I asked him. I was like, "All right, so you know, let's talk about the the guys you you've seen come over from Minnesota." I won't say any of the, anything negative, but the 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 good thing that he said was his favorite was Wyatt Olmsberg. He was like, "Wyatt is physical. He's got a great brain. He's the best. He's the best I've seen of them." And well, I can't wait for us to never play yeah. him. Perfect. We're gonna sign a. Uh, Center back out of uh, Azerbaijan, who's just really big, yeah, and uh, and he's gonna play every game because <laughs> that's how things. Brian Hamp says, uh, mini, uh, "MLS seven one win at home after a bad stretch in MLS, but a decent run in the Open Cup. How long until Heath gets an extension on his contract? <laughs> I'm thinking August first after the home stretch makes him look like a genius. Also fired last day of the season after not making the playoffs." Um, that's a that's complicated the, question. That is perfect, uh, Brian. <laughs> I, I don't. Way I don't to go, Brian. Refereeing somewhere out in. I I, I don't Minnesota. know. I, I feel like. Uh, do, do either of you want to actually answer this question, or? I mean, do I think maybe I'm naive, but I'm I, I, I can't imagine that the team's quote unquote three year plan was for the whole time to sort of 
muddle into the playoffs in the seventh or sixth spot in year three. I think if we if we do that, and that's where we're on track to be right now, I think that that would be a real disappointment. Yeah. And I would hope that there would be accountability for the coaching staff because, as you can see with San Jose, for instance, they had some growing pains, yeah. but they hired a coach who had a plan and hired a coach who has a system. And it's working out for them. And that's the lesson that you see repeated again and again and again. And I don't see it with the current coach. And we're also three bad games from being bottom of the table or three good games from being third place or something. You know, so it, mm-hmm. it is everything this season is so tight that um, I think the team would be smart. Wait until you see. Like, there's literally no reason for the team to. They, it's not like other teams are, are knocking down the door to be like, oh, we need to get Adrian Heath. And so Minnesota needs to lock him in, right? Like, just can wait it out. Like, don't. I don't, I don't think there's a rush. I mean, I think if, you make, if we make it into the playoffs, then that, you know, and, and he does, and we do decently in it, I mean, I think. You offer a one-year extension, right? Yeah, or two, or two. You know, like I, I, and I'm, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I'm fully ready as for long as, as long to as we, prove us wrong. We so, have, great. we have a, we have a, we have a set, um, set of players who are like the nucleus of this team, right? A much more stronger nucleus yeah. than before. So. Christian Fitchett uh, asks, which player do you want to see most in a black card of St. Paul jersey? And beyond Miguel, are there any that you could see as future Saint candles? Um, the second question will hit first because that's the the Saint candles that we have now. We unveiled the second uh, um, Scurry, uh, right? uh, painting, yeah, the Brianna Scurry uh, painting, um, and uh, and we have the candles, which actually is just something Colin Solberg has done. Uh, he originally got the Ibsen candle because Ibsen he's Ibsen is the player that he and I would fight over in the stands, and now Colin Colin has cooler people to stand with than me. Um, and so we don't fight as much in the stands. Uh, but then he got the Jerry candle, uh, and I don't know who's next, but Colin is literally, uh, the only one who decides. So, um, is there VAR to decide? No, I, I, I just want to have a VAR candle. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, but so candles, I feel like a candle needs to invoke a certain spirit, right? Uh, an Ibsen candle invokes something. A, a, a Jerome Tisson uh, candle invokes. Obviously, I want um, Miguel in a jersey, in a black heart of St. Paul jersey. Um, uh, other than that, I would say my first thing, the the easily doable one, I will get Pablo Campos in a jersey. He's been to Blackheart mm-hmm. several times now. I can get him in a jersey, and that will be a great thing for me. So yeah, I think he's coaching SPA too. So yeah. So I mean. That and, that and someday, someday when we when we start the St. Paul rival to Minneapolis City, and uh, we get Pablo Campos as our first signing, <laughs> he'll play twenty minutes at the end of the, every game. Um, <laughs> so uh, Gichigumi says it's a small sample size, but how well do Toy Dotson and Gasper have looked? Are we ready to call Abu Dinladi a bust? We've talked about the the first three, but that second part of the question, Abu Dinladi, is he it just like? Toys shown enough, like he's the number two. I mean, you play the person who has a higher ceiling. Yeah. I think at this point, right? I mean, but Abu has a high ceiling. If, 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 right? He is a good player. No, he's a good player. But the if is a big part right yeah. now. I mean, he can't stay healthy, and when given the opportunity to play, he's not 
he's not productive. He's not doing what he what he needs to be doing. We we've already talked about his horrible first touch and where that ball just stuck into the ground and he just yeah. lost it. I mean, I mean, but he wasn't doing that last year. No, he wasn't. The year, That's in, the thing. So what what's the, the difference before, between right? this like, year and last year, right? And then you know. And um, and I think I think it's all mental. To- I think it's all confidence stuff. I think it's. I think it has to do with confidence, but also has to has to deal with you know him not being a healthy player at the same time. Yeah, he's yeah. always getting knocked. And around. it's all part of it. I think the healthy part is also in, in his a lot of mentality yeah. stuff. But um, so that's all I've got. Um, what, that's all the three questions. That yeah, yeah. The, the, there's one last question, but it's asking about what we've already talked about. So, um. Uh, unless you've got anything else, guys, I'm going to just uh, cut it because it's been a long podcast. But I, I will just say thank you to Podium Where. Uh, there's so much going on in soccer this month. Uh, we will be there at the Blackheart for it. I love seeing people at the U.S. game. There's so many people who came up and said hi, and we chatted for a little bit, or we just kind of yeah, and, and the in U.S. Passing, the US games, great. the great thing about those during-the-day games Kid friendly, so yeah, it's awesome. So yeah. I brought both, brought yeah, both yeah. Of my teams over. So yeah, it yeah, nice. it was great. It was, it was fun. It was like that was that day in particular. It was like there's a fuckload of kids here right now. It was <laughs> like, all right. And, the, and the, what's funny is the kaji, the the old bartenders are like, all right, whatever. I'm making tips. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun thing. I was like, I was like, what did you want, kid? And they were like, you know, like a lot of the kids that were on my team, they were like coming over and I was like, can you order us this? It's like, sure. Yeah, let's go do this. Yeah, can you order me, order me Glenlivet twelve? Yeah. Okay, kid. Just this time. Yeah. All right, Alex. Thanks so much. Great to see you, man, or talk to you at least. Yep. Yep. Cool. Where'd we go? Awesome. Peace. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much, or we'll see you at the Black Card. Thanks. <laughs>